So here's the thing, entrepreneurs, leaders, salespeople, we all want to create consistent, repeatable, and scalable ways to grow our business and our income. And we want to do it better, faster, and more seamlessly. Why? So we can actually enjoy our lives, take vacations, and spend the quality time we want with the people that we love. How do we do all this without spending a fortune or running ourselves ragged? That's the big question, and this show is dedicated to the answer. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to have the one and only Phil Jones. If you're like me and you want to know exactly what to say, this is probably one of those podcasts you listen to multiple times. Phil, thanks for coming to the show, man. Real pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. So so for the, I don't know, six people that don't know who you are, could you give a little context into who you are and the work that you do in this extraordinary book and others? Uh, sure. I'm not sure how far to go back, but, but I've been in business for like forever. So I started yeah. when I was 14 years of age, started knocking on the doors of my neighbors, asking them kind of politely whether they wanted their cars washed. Yes. Some said yes. A few said no. Most just asked me how much I would charge, which yes. I pretty quickly realized meant they were kind of interested. Yes. And it okay with that little car cleaning business. And to the point that by the age of 15, I wasn't going to school anywhere near as often as I should. Remember being invited in by my school teachers, questioning me, saying, Phil, why did you come to class? Mm -hmm. To which I would respond with a question. The question I'd respond with was, was, sir, how much money are you making? Yeah. School teacher refused to tell me, but my little car cleaning business was delivering me around sort of five, six thousand dollars uh, a month, so about four thousand pounds at the time. I didn't go to school as much as I should because I had customers that needed servicing and staff that needed direction and that right. kind of stuff. And, and I've been building businesses ever since, um, worked with some of the world's biggest brands, head of retail for two Premier League soccer clubs. Um, but the one consistency that's run through all of my work, even now following the books and the, the organizations that we coach and consult to, is that the difference between those that do good and those that do great are the ones that do great they know the importance of the critical conversations they bump into. They know the importance of finding the right words at the right time to be able to get right. there. And, and that's really where my body of work is now found itself around, is, mm -hmm. is helping people have more impact in the critical conversations that really matter, being able to show up to those moments and get higher levels of conversion and do it in a way that is just laced with integrity as opposed to yes. the sleazy sliminess that's often nope. associated yeah. with sales yeah. and real estate and much of the right. same. Like nobody needs to be closed, right? Nobody wants to, yeah. right? Nobody no. wants to feel like they were pressured into anything. No. And, and, and you know, in the world of sales, they've often said like, oh, they could sell ice to or they could sell sand yeah. to, et cetera, yeah, like yeah. it's a good thing. And, yeah. and those people don't wake up today feeling good about the decision they made yesterday, if that's the right. case. And we live right. in a world with so much transparency right now that, it, that, that people need to feel good about the decision they make mm -hmm. today, tomorrow, six months, 24 months into the future. Yeah. And that's the world that we now live in. And I try and empower people the skills to be able to do that and ethically influence yes. in a way where both parties win. Doesn't have right. to be a winner and a loser. Right. right, right. Both parties can come out and say that felt good. So, uh, so for the people listening right now or watching, however you're, uh, you know, consuming this content, Phil and I struck a little partnership, and and the reason why this for me is so right is I've always been called the Intel chip for a lot of great real estate brokerages, teams, mortgage companies, tech companies. They're like, Ferry, like we're not going to do everything you say, but like you just make everything a little faster, a little better. You know, we get there sooner. And the reason why I'm so excited about this partnership is you do the same, right? right? You have that same mentality of you're not the hero. I'm not the hero. The client is the hero yep. or their client is the hero. And if we could speed everything up, to help them get there, everybody wins. Exactly that. And I think from a sales point of view is, is we forget that our primary role is not embellishing products or services with no. features and benefits. No. It's our job is to be like a professional mind maker upper. 
Yes. We're decision catalysts. We're there a to- professional mind maker. <laughs> I've heard job, you right? say that so many times that I just, but I love that phrase, professional mind maker upper. Put that on your business card. Yes. <laughs> I'm not sure the client would get it, but I think it's like <laughs> yeah. a self-taught job description, right? Right, right. Actually, you know, the funny thing is, I think in the in the US specifically, like if, if a real estate agent put that on their card, somebody would laugh and go, you're my guy. Right. right? You're my guy. Just, just because it's like, they could, it's yeah. a little, like versus like, hey, I'm number two, right? Because everyone says they're number one. Right. So, so Phil, I think there are, I know there's a lot of problems that uh, my listener right now faces okay. and uh, for the individual right now, that's, that's knee deep, like, okay, like I've heard about this guy, like, oh, I, maybe I have had ac- access to his book. I heard he's speaking at your summit, whatever it may be. The three problems I would love for us to just play around with, and we're just going to go rapid fire. Okay. One is clearly the market is changing right now. Yeah. And, and if I know what to say to be appropriate, to be the right educator, whether it's with my mom who's concerned or a cold prospect I met or sending an email response to someone that just maybe came in as an inbound lead. If I know what to say, A, I feel better, Yep. right? B, I'm going to have higher conversion, right? Of course. Doing it the right way. So I would love to hear like from your standpoint, the market's changing. Many consumers, when you talk about the real estate market changing, the stock market going a little crazy right now, they immediately associate it with 2007, 8, 9, 10. Right. And there is so much emotional pain associated for a lot of people around the world because of that time. Now, I can sit here and say, the data says we stopped selling bad mortgage products a long time ago. Right. And I could even show you a graph that says even those bad mortgage products that people still retained have all but evaporated because the world refinanced everything. And there's so much equity but it's still polarizing for people. Right. And it's polarizing in some cases for the agent that's listening right now. So if you were, if you were recommending to an agent, hey, you're standing in front of a couple of your friends and they say, I'm nervous about the market changing, Phil, what would you ask them to, to think about? Or more importantly, exactly what to say. I mean, every set of circumstances is different. Of course. And I think the mistake that many of us make is to think we have to have a universal answer to a universal question. Love like, it. Isn't the reality. Yeah. The state of the market is irrelevant to any one individual. Mm-hmm. The state of the market and its impact it has on that one person's goals, aspirations, desires, what they're looking to try and get done is the only thing that matters. And your ability to give an answer to that question before you understand the question is actually going to trip you up. Mm-hmm. The most important thing when you're being questioned around the market right now is to understand the reason why they are asking the question. Give me an example. Well, if you're being asked questions about how's the market, the mm-hmm. person didn't actually want the answer to that question. Mm-hmm. What they're actually saying is, I'm thinking of selling my house. I'm thinking of buying something new. I'm thinking mm-hmm. of investing right now. That's what they right. were trying to flirt right. with you to right. say, is, I want to have a conversation with you about yes. real estate. So I think if you've got the emotional intelligence to understand that when somebody's asking you about the market, they were looking to have a bigger conversation, mm-hmm. give them permission to have that bigger com- conversation and allow it to be able to expand on what their real fears, reservations, challenges, opportunities, threats might be. So how would you do that? Is they're asking you like, well, what do you think about the interest rates right now? What do you think about the lack of inventory? What do you mm-hmm. think about yada, yada, mm-hmm. yada? They're asking, how's the market? You say the market's the most interesting I've seen it in a long time. Yes. Why would I choose the word interesting? Because they say, well, well, why do you say that? Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting for a lot of reasons, but what is it about your circumstances that has you interested about real estate right now? What are you thinking that you might want to yeah. be able to do? Yes. Well, you know what is is like my daughter's looking to be able to go to a new school and we're thinking we want to move to be able to get closer to her. And I'm just worried about whether now's the right time to be able to sell or whether now's the right time to be able to buy. Hmm, that's a fair reservation to have, right? And what people are looking for is some confidence. They're looking for some reassurance. I believe that right now, if you are a professional real estate agent, there is never a better time ever in the history of your career to get rewarded for being a professional real estate agent. 
Because we've lived through periods of time where you've got a license and a pulse and you've got access to the MLS, you can get paid the same money as everybody else. Right. But right now, we need good ones to earn their money. Why? Because the job is to help people through complex decisions. So the answer isn't, hey, here's a one-size-fits-all script. Mm -hmm. The answer is care enough about why they're asking. So let's role play. Okay, let's do it. So so you're the agent and I say, you know, Phil, we, you know, we were looking for a while, but you know, with the stock market the way it is, with everything I'm reading, the newspapers, I I just I feel like just the entire world's about to implode. So I think at this point, I think we're just gonna kind of put things on hold. Really? Yeah. Why that? Well, I mean, you know, my portfolio's down by, you know, 35% and interest rates are up and inflation is very real. The cost of everything is skyrocketing. And it just, it just, I mean, I'm, I'm struggling. I mean, I, 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 I love the thought of okay. the new house. I love the thought of downsizing out of this big place, but I think, I think it's probably just in our best interest to wait a little tad and just kind of just see what happens in the market. So how certain are you that's the right idea for you and your family? I'm pretty certain because it's kind of the only thought I have. It's, 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 you know, my wife and I've discussed it a bunch. I've asked a few friends and, and that's an interesting question. I, yeah, I think I might've talked myself into it. Okay. Okay. Being, being very candid, having some self-awareness, but, but no, I mean, you know, like I, you just, you read the tea leaves and it just feels like the world's falling apart. Okay. Well, help me understand this is, is from your point of view, do you think people are going to want to live in houses in the future? Uh, always. I think housing will always be in vogue. Let's also just take another point of view is, is when has the real estate market not been changing? Well, it, it could be changing going up. It could be changing being flat. It could be changing going down. And, and I keep hearing home prices are up, but that's got to eventually end. So how, how likely are you to be able to, in the real estate market, be able to you know, buy at the lowest rate mm -hmm. and, and sell at the highest price and you be able to like, maximize on, on both of those extremes? How likely is that to happen? I learned a long time ago that that's almost impossible with the stock market or real estate. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you. So this is less about the market and more about what you and your wife want to do over the next 12, 18, 24, 36 months. Yeah. And, and, and wanting obviously to time it correctly. Okay. To the best of our ability. Sure. So tell me why now is not a good time for you. Just, just, just to get clear on that. Why is, why is now definitely the wrong time? Well, um, you know, we've been trying to find an alternative, a, a place to move into, and that's been challenging. Sure. Um, you know, there is a few, more, you know, properties that are hitting the market, but nothing that, you know, really has us wowed by it. Um, everyone tells us, you know, I mean, you've been inside our place, yeah. you've seen it. I mean, it, I think we do a nice job keeping it, keeping it up and it looks great, show ready. So I'm not worried about selling my house. Right. I am still worried about finding that, that, that ideal property for us to move into. Um, so that has me a little hesitant. and Okay. So, yeah, I mean, that's just kind of where we're at. Do you want to stay in the house that you're living in now for the rest of ever? Oh, no. No, definitely not. Okay. And the marketplace that we're in right now is particularly strong if you have real estate to be able to sell, correct? No doubt. And if we wait for a point in time in the future, you might not be able to sell that house. That Yeah, that could happen. But right now you can sell the house well, and you don't could, want to be could, there together. We could sell it. Maybe we would sell it for less, okay. which doesn't sound all that great. But right now you could sell it for a good price. You could put some money in your pocket and you're in a strong position where you could perhaps find something else new. Yes. So why are we talking about not selling? 
You're hard to uh, role play and do objections with. This is really good. There was like seven moments inside there that either I got blushy or started smiling. There's a lesson in that though, yes, right? Yes. And one of the biggest lessons is posture. Yes. The posture needs to be like, I've not got this witty one-liner that's going to turn you around. No, no. It's, I got posture that we need to explore this possibility mm -hmm. that means mm -hmm. that you're going to box off every version of we shouldn't do this, leaving yes. the only answer is we probably should. Yes. See, people think success in selling is about embellishing the option of yes. It's not. It's about destroying the option of no. Yes. And if you can destroy- Whoa, 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 whoa. Phil, say that again. <laughs> success in selling is not about embellishing the option of yes. It's mm -hmm. about destroying the option of no. But what about the yes set closes? And what about all the, you know, get them to say yes, 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 nine times in a row, and then you got them. Ah, oh, geez. What, are, what, what year are we in? What, what year? Uh, thank, you. Um, thank you. Thank you. And, and, and you know, there's, there's a time and a place for that, mm -hmm. right? If, if what you are is- you're in the you're in Foot Locker, and you're trying to get somebody to buy the sneakers. Yeah, and it's like, why well, you want a pair of fresh kicks? Yes, and 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 you want to look good at the good good at the. You want to be fly, right? right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and 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 you want her to like you? Yeah, like like sure. If we're selling a pair of ninety dollar kicks, fine. But if you're asking somebody to go through the disruption which it is, mm -hmm. like buying and selling houses is hard. It is, and there's lots of times you can jump off the wagon. Mm -hmm. You've got to be brave enough to be able to say, my job is to help somebody through this decision-making process. And, and this is what, back to the point I made earlier, is if mm -hmm. you're a pro in this mm -hmm. and you hold the emotional intelligence to say, I get this is complicated. I get this is tough. I get that this isn't the easiest decision of you being able to make, but it's an important decision. And I'm going to write it with you, not by telling you what to do, but creating the space and asking you the questions to help you find confidence on what you truly want to do. Mm -hmm. People are like, you're my girl, you're my guy. Like, we're going to do this and we're going to do it together. And they're going to be happy to write your check out. They're going to be happy at the end of it when when you ask for more money than somebody else. They're going to be like, I get it now. Yeah. And my mother-in-law is a real estate agent. And she once was complaining to me four or five years ago about, like, the situation with a client that wasn't going well. I said, you do remember and realize that this is what you actually make your money for, Right. And, and if it wasn't for the sake of problems and difficulties and challenges, there'd be no four, five, six, seven, eight percents. Right. There'd be transaction fees and the whole thing would be done. So yep. be grateful of the problems, be grateful of the difficulties because that's where the money is made. I would like that clip on Instagram in case anybody's wondering. Got that, Katie? Okay, good. <laughs> Thank you very much. Okay. So the things that I was watching was, as I was trying to be a seller, which was challenging because yep. yep. I'm also being the observer, was, was no reaction. <laughs> right? Like no reaction, didn't matter what I said, like, and, and inside of no reaction was this innate curiosity, right? Not, oftentimes I find people, Phil, myself included, right? Mm -hmm. That we've heard this before. So we jump to the conclusion and we start to go into our yep. thing. How do you stay in that non-reaction, stay in that sort of curious nature when it feels like there's so much at stake potentially? I was sitting in a um, in a cocktail bar in Boston with a dear, dear friend of mine, and we were talking about analogies. We were talking about you know the ability to be able to shortcut information through analogies. Mm -hmm. and, and and Tom says to me, my favorite analogy of all time is that the second mouse gets the cheese. And I've sat with that for a long time, and mm -hmm. I've just thought about the literacy of it, of like how literal that is. Is mm -hmm. if there's a mouse trap with cheese in it and you're the first one to be able to run in there to try and be able to win, likelihood is you get caught in the trap. Whereas right. if you're just patient enough to be the second mouse, you just get to be able to walk straight up and take the prize that you wanted for. Yes. And I think that's what you need 
when I talk about posture in these negotiations and in these sales conversations is you got to be like, I, I know where this is going to go. Mm-hmm. I know where this is going to end up. And we might get there in three minutes. We might get there in 33 minutes. I don't mind how long it's going to take. But what's important is not me telling you, but you figuring this out. Yes. So I've got to be patient to allow that to be able to come come to light. People think an expert's job is to be able to tell somebody where they're wrong, tell somebody where they're right, deliver advice. It's not. Yeah. It's to be able to create a safe space for people to be able to figure things out for themselves. Right. Right. So it's taking that role. Mm-hmm. And we could have took 45 minutes to get there, but if I'm going to make 80 grand on a real estate transaction, I don't mind taking 45 minutes for you to find certainty. Yes. Not his three good reasons why you should sell right now. It's his... One good reason why we um, we don't want to stay in this house a day longer than we need to. Yes. So talk about, you mentioned, and I think it's a strategy, boxing out the no. Correct. So so is that a tactic? Is there a, is there a play that I could run? If, you know, for the listener right now who was like, yeah, you kept getting the, the only answer was, yeah. of course we should do it. If there was a, if there was a, like a mindset thing around this, if, if anyone's ever seen the movie Eight Mile mm-hmm. with Eminem. Yeah is in that movie, there's a rap battle scene where Eminem is so fearful about the fact that the guy's going to pull up all this trash about him from his past and he's going to leave him with nothing to be able to say. So what he does by alternative is he takes all of that bad news, he puts it out front, he owns it, Mm -hmm. and and the result is the creation of a mic drop moment. Right. If I ask a real estate agent, like, like, what exactly should you say in this scenario? They look at me in blank faces. If I say, what are all the things that other people say to you that they wish they wouldn't? Then, boom, right. like, here comes the list. They right. are scripted perfectly with mm-hmm. everything that, they, that, that the buyer or seller or anybody else could say that they don't like. Mm-hmm. What if they just took that same work and same intentionality and said, I got ready to be able to steer these conversations so they couldn't say that? Not when they say that, I say this instead. Yeah. It's how do I have a more meaningful conversation to say that they cannot say that one thing. So if I'm fearful in the fact that somebody is not going to list their house right now because they can't find somewhere new to be able to live, I have to explore the conversation to say, hypothetically speaking, if we sell your house for a great price, we sell it for a hundred grand more than you want, and you take the money and you believe that you're going to go looking into the market to be able to find something new, but you don't find perfect, what are you going to do? Yeah. Right. Well, I guess I'll just rent for 12 months. All right. Yeah. Do you have a plan B? Right. Yeah. I love it. So, so, so when you stare the monster in the face, the monster isn't that ugly. Yes. So you're like, actually, no, I, I can deal with that. And I think so many people are scared of a worst case scenario that isn't that bad. You just said the phrase that's so interesting. One of my mentors would always say, you always want to get to the worst case scenario because from there, if they can accept the worst case right. scenario, everything else is easy. It's all, it's all like, yeah, it's all gravy from there. Right. So, so let's play a game. Let's stay on that same note. Let's say uh, the agent that's listening right now just got an email and it wasn't a phone call. Yeah. It was just, you know, hey, Phil, we've made the decision based upon the stock market and what we're seeing in the market that we're going to put selling our home on hold. So let's, let's assume that yep. I was going to list and I haven't. Okay. Right? So, so I was going to list. But, you know, we've just decided based on what we're seeing in the stock market and everything we're reading in the news that right now it's just time for us to be on hold. But, you know, when we're ready, you're our guy. We'll reach out to you. Send. Okay. Um, I mean, that's the worst email in the in the world to receive oh, as a real estate it's a, agent. It's a breakup. It's like, it's like because because yes. for most agents, like I got the listing, you've already decided like how much commission that's going to be. You've hypothetically right. spent the money. Many right. have actually physically spent the money because yes. uh, like the listing is the key to the like like yep. so, so yep. they've told everybody they've made this money uh, and now all of a sudden it's being whipped away. Yes, here's what I wouldn't do is I wouldn't reply with an email. 
Because what I need to do is to be able to control this conversation. I need to be able to steer the tone of what happens on from here. If they send the email in and I say send the email back, I'm mm -hmm. still playing in their backyard. Yes. So what would I do is I'd probably send a text message and the text message I'd say is, hey, do you got you got a minute? Mm -hmm. Something as short and you know brief as that. Yep. Something that there is no ambiguity around. Not not, you know, I'd like to talk to you about your decision. You know, just just hey, you got a minute. And I'd play the conversation a similar way. Hey, I got your email. I understand entirely why you might be thinking that right now. No, the word might. Mm -hmm. What am I doing? I'm inserting curiosity yes. into the conversation. Yeah. Is um, what happened? What happened to move you from you thought this was a good idea to not such a good idea? Yeah, and you know, like I said in the email, you know, with the stock market being down and so much of my portfolio being down. And, and the truth is, you know, we've been looking online and there's just nothing available. And yes, there's some houses, but not the kind of house that I can move my wife okay. into, like not the thing that I would be proud of. And, you know, we're, we're selling the trophy property, we're cashing out and, and we want to go buy something great uh, that's going to be smaller, yeah. but, but it's still got to be great. And there's just no great available right okay. now. So you think this is going to get easier in the future? I hope so. Or you think so, or you hope so. It's, it's probably some think and hope. I mean, you know, market cycles, I mean, you know, I'm 50, we, we've seen these, you know, we've seen these things before. Right. Right. So my, you know, my hallucination is that, you know, in the future, there's going to be more inventory in okay. the future. There's going to be some more opportunities and, you know, sometimes we're just read the tea leaves and make good decisions okay. or at least the best decision we can. But you're definitely still in the plan that you want to move at some point. You want to downsize, you want to release some of the equity, have some of that cash 100%. in your bank. 100%. Okay. So help me understand this. What happens if your dream home comes available this afternoon? we'd be having a different conversation. And you haven't sold. True. And there are three, five people who are in a situation holding cash ready to buy the house that is of your dream house, the one that you want to retire in, the one that you want to be able to spend the next 20, 30 years in. What happens if that happens? I mean, that's a good hypothetical. I, I think I'd probably go to my bank and see if I can take some cash out, maybe do a quick refi. We, you know, we would probably take our best stab at still writing an offer to get it. Okay. And how likely are you to get that offer based on the fact that you'd need those terms up against what you could well be up against in this current market? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be challenging. Right. And you know, what happens if you're stuck in this house for the next 20? It's just too much house. Okay. You know, I'm tired of lawns and guys coming to my house and all that stuff. I'm, I'm ready for a simpler life. Okay. So that, that's not an option. I just, just, I just, just, just play with, now. Just play with me for a second yeah. on this as well. And, and, yeah. and like on a scale of one to 10, with 10 being like this needs to happen and, mm -hmm. and one being I'm like flirting with the idea, how important is it to you at some point in the next 12, 18, 24 months, mm -hmm. you get moved into something that's more manageable? If my wife was on the phone, she'd say it's a 10. I'm probably a solid seven. Okay. So is this about you pleasing yourself or pleasing your wife? I haven't thought about that. Probably a little bit of both. I mean, okay. it, we both need to be happy. I mean, ultimately happy wife, happy life. So okay. yes. Yeah. So she wants moved. Yeah. And here's a very, very important reality to consider. Is as much as it's difficult right now, there's no guarantee it's going to get easier at any point in the foreseeable future. If I look at the data, one of the things that, that is continually true to me is that we have a housing crisis in the United States of America. We have more people wanting to buy houses than houses that are available. And that doesn't look like it's going to change in the foreseeable future. I agree. And 
historically, like if you could get a mortgage or that you've got some money, you can go buy yourself a house and this utopian dream of the fact that we can find perfect and we can pay for perfect at the perfect time is something we've all been sold. But the reality of it is, is it ain't that easy. Yeah, if you're committed to the fact that you want a different lifestyle than the one you're living right now and that's important to you, I'm confused why you wouldn't look to take advantage of this market right now where your house is worth the most money that it's ever been worth, particularly given your decision to move into something smaller. So just just help me understand like why you wouldn't take your shot right now. Yeah, it's too good. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, try role-playing with this guy. <laughs> So everybody knows that the market's adjusting. And the question is, what do you do when the market adjusts? I would argue there's four things. The first is you're gonna have to change your work ethic. You're gonna have to do a little more work to get the results you want. Second, you better improve your mindset, your perspective about this market. Is the world falling apart? Or is this the opportunity for you to grow? The third thing, of course, is the place that you're running from a marketing and lead generation standpoint, which we all get. We're gonna have to do more in this market to get the same results or greater. But the last one <laughs> is knowing exactly what to say, which is exactly why I've asked the Phil Jones to come work with us at this year's Success Summit. So Phil, thank you. My pleasure. I'm pumped to be there. I think it's going to be a great time. And we look at that list of four things. I couldn't agree with you more, right? This idea that we need to work a little harder. Yep. Because I haven't met anybody who's been successful at anything that didn't get there from just being a bit grittier, being Bingo. prepared to go the extra mile, being prepared to push a little harder than others. That is a necessary agreement. I can't teach any of that. Yep. I think people are going to be inspired by the folks they meet. Yes. They're going to see versions of themselves yep. that are a step ahead of them, a mile ahead of them, and then further on from there, and they can learn from that. But looking at these other areas about mindset and marketing and skills, in all of those areas, they lead to conversations. Right. Conversations with yourself is in that yes. mindset area. And yes, yes, much of my work around exactly what to say is looking at those sales-based conversations. But the sale you make up here about what you're going to choose to do day in, day out, that's right. that is something that's critical. And I think we're going to get a chance to play with some of that stuff. We're also going to look at saying, okay, the marketing works to a point. It brings somebody through the door, somebody filled in a form, somebody showed up and said, hey, hey, I'm interested in ABC Main Street, or I'm interested in being able to work with you, or I want to join your team, but now what? And the days of being able to show up and throw up, those days are over. And if there's anything I've learned from working with, well, now over 2 million sales professionals around the world, is the difference between those that do pretty good and the ones that really crush it, is the ones that crush it know exactly what to say, when to say, and how to make it count. And that's exactly why I want you here. Mm -hmm. So Phil, what's what's one thing someone can do between now and the event, between now and the time they join us, is it is it buying the book, which I strongly recommend. <laughs> I, like, I like books, by the way, that are short and sweet and you open it up and you go, I can use that right now. That's right, straight to the money stuff. Right, so what's one thing that they should do to get themselves ready for your presentation at the summit? If there's one thing that I think would be the biggest thing to focus on is to remember that the worst time to think about the thing you're gonna say is in the moment when you're saying it. And if an agent, a broker, any real estate professional could just focus and say, well, what are the three most critical conversations that matter most to me in my world right now? Mm -hmm. And be brave enough to rank yourself on it and say, am I a 10 out of 10 of this? Because if you think that's true, you're a liar. Um, but where are you in, in reality on that? And give yourself some room to play, give yourself some room to grow and get clarity on saying these three conversations matter more to me than any other conversations right now. So when you get to summit, you know what you're working on. 
That's right. This isn't just betterment for the sake of better. It's if right. I could just get better at those three conversations, my world would change. I love the precision of that. Walk in and say, is it about introducing yourself, introducing your services? Is it about making that presentation yeah. and having someone say, I choose you versus somebody else? Exactly. And we both talked about sort of likability and some of the things, yeah. but I'll, I'll save that for later. So Phil, I am so excited to have you. If you're watching this video, you understand our work. If you're looking to take a part of your business to a whole new level, if you just want to get more competitive, the Success Summit this year is your best option. Join me at this year's Success Summit in Dallas. Go to tomferry.com forward slash summit and make your reservation today. I can't wait to see you at this year's Success Summit. So let me go a different direction with you because we kind of touched on interest rates and I know that's a thing for a lot of people, but I want to go a totally different direction, Phil. I think someone with your skill set, I watch people all day long botch their introduction Botch their connection with people. Yeah. They're, they're shot. Like we talked about earlier, like don't save your best for last. Yeah. Give it right up front. Yeah. If if an agent was watching this right now and you said, I want you to shoot an introduction video that would be the first thing somebody saw on their website. Right. Or that could become an ad that you run to, you know, like attracts like to see if you yeah. can find more people that are like, there's something about that message or that his smiling eyes, he's got glasses, I got glasses, whatever it is. Ultimately, what I want is every one of my listeners to be chosen more often. In, okay. a, in a sea of sameness, yeah. what would you recommend for that video on their website or that ad that they could run? I mean, it's a big question. I love, trying, I love putting you on the spot. I'll try this and give a, give a short answer to it in the best sure. way I can. Is, is If you're looking to be able to win trust mm -hmm. through video, mm -hmm. you're looking to be able to create some form of promo introduction. Correct. Is You've got to give consideration to the fact there's a button that exists inside the head of just about every decision maker on the planet. And the button that exists inside the, the head of every decision maker on the planet is a button I call the show me that you know me button. Mm -hmm. your failure to hit the show me that you know me button is going to create friction through that entire experience. So the quicker you can get to that, the quicker you're going to get to trust, the quicker yep. you're going to get to like, the quicker we're going to be able to do some business. So I would, I'd build a script that focuses on the fact that I want to be able to empathize with the key person who's the other side of this. So I'd get mm -hmm. crystal clear on who's the person that I want. And if that person is everybody, you're shooting the wrong video. Then I would lean on a framework that I've been leaning on for years to be able to produce sales letters, to be able to produce web copy, to be able to produce video scripts, to be able to produce just about anything where there is a persuasive outcome in mind that stops me getting straight to the please buy from me statement, right? Something yeah. that purposefully slows down. If the job is to be able to create empathy, then the thing that I have to remember is that you've got great content, but content before context is noise. Mm -hmm. And we live in a world where it's already noisy enough. So I've got right. to create context. The framework I have is simple. It's, you know, they all start with the letter P. I like trying to make things that are more easy to remember. So if I'm building a video script for this, is, is the first thing I'd do is I'd build some perspective. If I'm building perspective, I'd probably lead in with some words like, you know how. You know mm -hmm. how some people. You know how many people. You know how most people. Mm -hmm. Is What could that look like if this is an intro video? Is And it's on your site. Is, is you know how many people find themselves needing to be able to sell their home, looking to be able to buy a new home, and they're wondering who to trust. Right? Straight up piece of perspective that says, right. oh, yeah, that's me. That's why I'm here. I'm on a right. website because I'm wondering why you as a person yeah. next guy. Yep. What I then do- Say that intro one more time. <laughs> that was a really good perspective. I can't remember it, right? Because it was just off the top of the bat. But um, well, you know how many people when they're looking to be able to buy a home or a sell a home mm -hmm. is, you know, they're exploring the market, wondering who to trust. Mm -hmm. 
I was just called out the very fact as to why right. somebody was there. Right? I was referred to you. I'm looking at you. I Googled you. I'm on your side. How they got there. Oh my God. He's it, talking to me. Is people thinking yes. an intro video or on a on a yeah. on a homepage of a website, you're trying to convince somebody to buy a home or sell a home. You're not. They're already no. convinced they got there. Right. They're saying why you as opposed yes. to somebody else. So let's yes. call that out as perspective. I yep. know why yep. you're here. Because you're trying to say, should I work with you, Mr. Ferry, or should I work with her, Miss So-and-so, right? Like, like that's what people are trying to decide. So call that out what it is. Mm -hmm. And then what we're going to do is we're going to amplify that perspective just by introducing a problem. And the difficulty is with so many real estate agents out there in this world right now, it's difficult to know what even to look for, who to pick, or what might be the right person for you, right? Some form of problem that says, ah, oh, this is complicated. Mm -hmm. What I'm then going to do is I'm going to amplify that by attaching a bit of pain to it. So I've got perspective, problem, pain. What is the pain? The, po the pain is the kind of which means that to the problem. You know, which means that you might pick the easiest choice, the most convenient choice, mm -hmm. or perhaps even look for the cheapest choice all of which are likely to be the wrong choice, right? So there we've got, you know, we've got perspective, we've got problem, we've got some pain. What I'm gonna now map out is some possibilities, which are choices. Yep. So options. some form of yep. options that you might have is, is obviously what you can do is you can keep shopping around for eternity, trying to find the perfect real estate agent. And in all my years in this industry, I'm not sure they exist. Or what you could do is, is you could decide to take the cheapest option and that you're the best real estate agent to be able to do this from a for sale by owner point of view. Or alternatively, you could look at a possibility like working with the most trusted, longstanding professional team of real estate agents here in Dallas that in the last 12 months have helped over 350 families not only find the perfect home, but do it in the most convenient, easy, simple, straightforward way, holding their hand every step of the way with the evidence and the proof to be able to, you know, to deliver upon that. So what am I doing is I'm presenting three options, but I'm lacing the one that says, here's sure. the smart choice, yes. right? And people want to feel smart, capable, and good. Tamsin yep. Webster or Cheaper teaches that. So right, like that's where people want to land. And then what do I do in this same intro video is I'm going to finish the whole piece by saying, well, well, if you do that, here's the pleasure, like as in here's the upshot that comes yep. from it. And then I'm going to map out a plan. And the plan's going to be really simple. The plan's going to be the exact thing I want them to do next. And that's going to be the, you know, click the form below to get a, you know, market yes. appraisal. Or it's going <clears> to be, you know, send a text to so we can start a conversation to help you on your home yes. search. But something very specific, not choose us because we're awesome. That's not a plan. Mm -hmm. A plan is do this yes. very specific yeah. action. We have a seven step plan. Yeah. Right. The first thing is to schedule an appointment so we can take to that, 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 right. that. But, or no. But the or first no. thing is not to schedule an appointment. Okay. And I think these are the mistakes that we make okay. sometimes. That's what I'm asking. Is, is schedule an appointment is like, yeah, but how? Right. What would be better to say is, look, the first step is for us to be able to get to know each other better. Mm -hmm. Is send a text to, boom, click this five, form. Five, one, two, one, two. Whatever yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. something that is yeah. just do this. Yeah. A and, you know, you knew when you get to, to you know, to, to start a relationship with what's now your wife or you're out there and you're dating and, and you said, hey, let's meet for a drink. Mm -hmm. Both parties knew that it wasn't the beverage. Yeah. Like, that's not what we were meeting yeah. for. We yeah. weren't thirsty. Yeah. We wanted something else. And I think sometimes what we've got to do is to create very clear instructions that mm -hmm. says, if we're going to flirt and then we're going to dance and then mm -hmm. we're going to go on a date, what's mm -hmm. the first action? Yeah. And in the world of real estate, what so many people forget is just because you do this every day doesn't mean the people you're looking to help do it every day. And they don't know what normal looks like. Yes. 
And this is still why people have three real estate agents come to be able to provide them three market appraisals to sift through three listing appraisals, uh, listing presentations, because somebody told them that's what normal is. Yes. We can rewrite what normal is. Normal could just be like, who's the best person for the job? Come out, tell me what you think we're going to market, build me a marketing plan, let's get to work and be able to get this done. That's a possibility if yes. we recreate normal. And we just have to be able to say, here's the first step. So give us the, the six Ps one more time for the person that's listening. That's so like, perspective. Okay, perspective. And it starts with? Well, you know how most people, you know yeah. how some people, yes. you know how many people. It doesn't have yeah. to start there. Yes. That's just a framework something that like give that. people in the game. Yep. We're going to take perspective to problem. Then we're going to add pain. Mm -hmm. And all the pain is, is the, which means that. Yeah. It's the other side of that. Then we're going to present some possibilities. I'm going to show them we know they have choice. Yeah. We're going to present them probably three choices. The third of those choices is going to be the one that we really want them to pick. And that one, we're going to go bigger. It's going to feel like a third, a third, a third, but it really isn't. It's 10%, 10%, 80% yes. in the way that that's stacked. Then behind that, what we're going to provide is the pleasure of picking that third choice. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to give them the plan that says, here's what you need to do to be able to come dance. Here's how you step on the dance floor. I love it. Um, you said, uh, you know, if you're creating this video and you want everybody, you're going to lose. But see, everyone listening probably wrote down this like, but but Phil, I do want everybody. I mean, they were referred to me. They came to my site. You know, I want them to like me. I want them to choose me. Are you asking me to narrow my focus? Are you asking me to like less people and have less people yes. like me? Like, what does that mean? Um, have you ever played the game of darts? Of course. If you're playing darts and you're looking to get maximum score with the first dart, what are you mm -hmm. aiming at? Uh, bullseye. Bullseye is 50, but like, I'll give you this close. Yeah. It's triple 20 is what we're really okay. hitting, which is 60. This, um, is, this is from an Englishman who plays a lot of darts, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Obviously, I'm <laughs> yes. just trying to mess with your touch. Um, <laughs> but you're going to aim for that bullseye, right? You're going to aim right. for that triple 20. Yeah. Yeah. And what's going to happen is if you're anything like me at darts, you're not very good. Yeah. And you're going to miss. Mm-hmm. And you're going to land it in 17 or 4 or 7 or 9 or anywhere mm -hmm. else around that board mm -hmm. you're going to land it. Mm -hmm. It's highly unlikely to land in the bullseye. It's highly unlikely to land in the treble 20. Yet still, every time you throw, you're still aiming at the same thing. But you mm -hmm. miss, you miss, you miss, you miss. And every time you miss, you still contribute to your score. Yeah. If you didn't choose the avatar of what you're aiming at, if you didn't choose to aim at the bullseye, where might that dart have gone? I don't know. Well, here's where it might have gone. If you weren't mm -hmm. aiming at the bullseye, it mm -hmm. could have gone on the ceiling. Okay. Could have hit the barmaid. Sure. Could have gone on the floor. Yep. Could have gone all over the place. Okay. But the fact that you said I'm aiming at that, yeah. at least every time you missed, you still landed in the board. Yes. And the same thing is true when you're choosing who's the other side of this video, who's mm -hmm. the other side of this conversation, yeah. is I'm aiming very specifically that this is you know, first-time buyer that is giving a consideration mm -hmm. to the mm -hmm. fact they're going to move from a rental into their first home and I'm producing the video for them. Yes. Or this video is because of the fact that what I'd love to be able to do is I'd love to try and help people who are downsizing, that mm -hmm. are moving from their prestigious family home to be able to move into some lifestyle better, price point lower, mm -hmm. but... but um, it gives them maybe some more freedom. It's for them. And the reality of it is, is that I'll bump into people that'll be like, well, if you're good enough for them, you're good enough for me. Right. Like right. if you are the world's best locally at helping first-time buyers find their first home, you can probably help me find my second. Yes. Yes. Right? Uh, but the point is, if you say you're for everybody, you're for nobody. Bingo. And, and that's the hard part for people. It's really hard. Because they market, for the most part, and I'm not, I'm not busting your chops here, but the vast majority of people in Todd, like- Try and get everybody versus right. niche to riche, right? If like you, niche to rich. If you wanted to open a, a tin of beans, a can of beans, mm -hmm. what would you look for? 
Uh, can opener? Not a Swiss Army knife. Yeah, thank you. Right? Not a Swiss Army knife. Mm-hmm. Nobody is ever like, hey, get me a Swiss Army knife. I need to open these. Now, right. you might use a Swiss Army knife. Yes. But you still wanted a can opener. Yep. And, and I think you've got to decide, you know, are you the can opener? Are you the Phillips screwdriver? Are you the tweezers? Yep. Are you the nail file? Like, yes. get crystal clear of which of those Swiss Army knife devices are you in a primary position. Right. And then have the rest in your back pocket as you need them. It's so interesting. A friend of mine started a, uh, a mortgage company recently, and he's identified his ideal customer, and everything about his product and his service is focused on that, yeah. including saying things like, we're not going to do refis, which say that to most people in mortgage through what they went through the last 24 months. They're like, right. you're insane. He's like, but there's $2 trillion in mortgages available every single year. I don't need to get all of it. Right. I just want a nice chunk of it. And then narrowing it down to, I've really identified that my my perfect client is probably something a little more technical, right? Maybe an engineer, maybe someone that's super tech savvy, yeah. doesn't want to talk to anybody. And there's a lot of those people. Like, are we, are we saying to go that niche or could they have an introduction video that says, and if you're thinking about buying, click there. If you're thinking about selling, click here. If you're a renter, do you, would you drive them all over or try and the, synthesize it all in that one? The beautiful thing about being an entrepreneur, running your own business is you don't need anybody to tell you. You can decide, you can choose. Test. You yeah. just have pros and cons. Yes. Like like you can be for everybody and then you can mm-hmm. enjoy a, you know running around with lots of keys, opening lots of doors, spending a lot of time with people who aren't necessarily the people you're looking to try and help. Yes. You can get so laser focused on the fact that you're fishing in a marketplace of one and you need seven transactions a month to be able to actually try and get the money that you want. So you can get too narrow that it yes. doesn't exist. But I think as as consumers get more and more educated, which is only going to become more true, is people are looking for more specialisms. Mm-hmm. They want to know who's the right person, not who's a person. Yeah. And if you don't have clear clarity on what that specialism is, why somebody should choose you, where you have an edge over somebody else, and where you're a heck no, mm-hmm. then chances are you're vanilla ice cream, which most people are happy with unless they're looking to be able to have the birthday of their dreams. Yes. Right? And then they want rum raisin or they want like cookie dough or they want chocolate rum chip. Or, like, like, <laughs> I'm with you. I love it. Yeah. But it's a specific. All right. So I'm going to go last last direction, last point. Okay. Um, this has been super fun so far. I can already <laughs> tell like every time we role play, it's going to be magical. I'm going to have to get like, I need some shills here who can just really just hammer you. Um, so a lot of people listening right now, the, the individual right now listening is, is saying to themselves, okay, I've been in that situation before where- I, I go in, I present to somebody and they say to me, Phil, I met with someone else. Yeah. They promised me a higher price and a lower fee. Okay. And if you'd be willing to list the property at a higher price, I know the market's the market, yeah. but they told me with their marketing secret sauce, they could get me a higher price and they would even do it for less. Okay. How do you manage that scenario? They promised you that? They promised me that. Promised? They did. Wow. <laughs> Wow, they promised. And 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 they got crystal balls? I, I I don't think so, but they said the market's hot and and other agents have a tendency to price things too low. Okay. So why might they have said that? That really is the question. Because <laughs> they because <laughs> they wanted to entice me to list the house with them. Okay. No, they're gonna say because they saw the magnificence of my home. I mean, Phil, we must have spent four hours right. walking through my house. I showed them 
every detail, everything about it. They were blown away. The fact that my wife spent years carefully curating every single thing inside this home, they saw it. And I guess for us, we're just, we're looking for someone that believes in our home the way we believe in our home. You bet, you bet. And you're looking for the best deal. And of course, yeah, we're looking for a deal. Okay. And do you want to list it with them? Well, we're talking with you because of your track record. And, you know, you had also worked with Tyrese who, you know, said you did a magnificent job. It's just when I saw your price and your fee, I was, you know, I was a little taken back. Okay. So if our price was the same price as theirs and mm -hmm. our fee was the same fee as theirs, mm -hmm. is you'd rather list with us? Yes. If all things were equal? Yes. So given that, then, then, then what is it about us that makes you think that if everything else was equal, that you'd rather choose to be able to do business with us? Well, again, as I mentioned, Tyrese is a is a dear friend, and he was said he was blown away. Actually, I read the review that he wrote about yep. you guys on Google, which okay. I thought was incredible. And then I called him and said, "You really worked with Phil?" And he said, "Yes." And he yep. kind of told me about the experience. Um, he said what stood out was your communication and the way you guys marketed the house. He felt was second to none. And yet, I I hear agents saying you don't really need to do a lot of marketing these days because you know properties just sell so quickly. Um, but yeah, it was mo mostly that. Okay. Hmm? And you don't think that's worth paying a little extra for? I'd rather not. Of course not, but you don't think it's worth it? Well, I think it depends. I mean, if it's if it, it if it generates the extra return, sure. Of course. And what if it's just a more pleasant experience? Well, it's not our first time we've sold a house, so you know, I mean we're somewhat familiar with the experience. Okay. Should it should shouldn't be too bad. But you'd rather do business with us. Yes. Okay. Now, I'm at such confused here is that you're asking me to discount my prices mm -hmm. because you want me to be able to help you not discount your price. <laughs> okay, if you're on listen only, you need to go to YouTube and watch that. <laughs> That's, say, yeah, say that again. <laughs> So you want me to give it to me again? Uh, I can't remember exactly how it came. Come out, on, people! I think, I think looking at my said, Hector. What did he say? So, so, so you want me to discount my price to then help you, you not discount not discount your yours. price? Yeah, that was it. Preface with the "I'm a touch confused." Sure. Yeah. The the "I'm I'm a touch confused" part <laughs> was really good, and then the long. What I love too is salespeople have a tendency to run over their best lines. Right. You you do such a wonderful job. Just say it and look at them. Pause. Right. Let them own it. Let them process. Mm. And you have to be okay in that where what might happen, your safe mm -hmm. space for it is, look, look I, I just want the cheaper fee. Yeah. And, and you might get there, right? Mm -hmm. You might get like, I, like I, I want you, but, all, but we're, we're all, coming on. All we're, commissions are negotiable, right? So I get that. Know, we're yeah. coming in. Yeah. At, we're coming yeah. in at one point two. You yeah. want to list us at one point yeah. one, and you've got to make yeah. a decision to say, well, am I going to take this at one point two? Yes. Um, and you might, you might be no, mm -hmm. but then what you might have to do, you've got to save some face. Mm -hmm. So if what you're going to do is you're going to drop from your seven to your six, mm -hmm. and you list at one point two mm -hmm. as opposed to one point one, you've got to look at this and say, hey, um, I understand where you're coming from, but to me, this deal still needs to feel fair for me. Yes. So if you're asking me to reduce what we're going to earn on the deal, market it at a price point that we believe is not necessarily going to bring the right eyeballs into the property, 
then we've got to work out a way of being able to actually bring something back to us on this that feels like it's worth the difference. Mm-hmm. Are you open to exploring what that could be? Sure. So answer me this. Is 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 How many people do you know locally that, that might want to list their home in the next 12, 24, 36 months? Probably two or three. Okay. And you say two or three. I, I'm guessing you're probably thinking who those people are right now. Yeah, I have a pretty good idea. Well, here's what I'm going to ask of you. I don't want any action from you right now, nothing. But when we do a great job, when we sell you home, when we take you through this process, and even if we have to lower the price back point down just to get some more mm-hmm. ice for the wall, even if we have to make that change and we get this thing over the finish line, we get you and your family moved into where you want to be and we go through all of this effort, will you promise me this? Is not only will you do a glowing review for us that we can run as a case study on our website that you can share to somebody else that's in this gateway decision as to why you chose us, but also you'll have a proactive conversation with those three families where you'll reach out independently and say, hey, I know you're not ready to be able to sell your home now, but when you're ready to sell is that you promise me you won't do it with anybody other than Tom. Will you do that for me? Handshake. Does that sound fair? That sounds fair. Right? So what I've now done is I've taken the fact that I'm going to make three, four, five grand less on the deal. Mm -hmm. And what I've done is I've just bought myself an ambassador. I've bought myself somebody. And and I can't hold you to that. No. But I can, kind of. Yeah. Just on a a moral compass point of view. I'm not like, here's the contract and here's the details on it. But what I've said is I moved and you moved and you're going to work for me Mm -hmm. for the extra work I'm going to do for you for no fee. And we got it back to a, a deal that was like, all right. We've we got some new new wiggle room. We just shifted the terms. We right. didn't forfeit the terms. Right. And we all know commissions are negotiable. I just, I'm giving you one of the most classic examples of what agents are up against every single day, which is there's always someone that'll do it for less. There's there's premium brokers and then there's discount brokers. But and I'm not making the right or wrong. The they just, they are what they the are. The question that I asked if we didn't quite get it though yeah. as well is, yeah. is, is, so if all things are equal, yes, you'd yeah. rather do business with us. Yeah. Which clearly means all things aren't equal. Yes. Right? Yes. So say we've come down to that price. What is it about us mm-hmm. that means you'd rather do business with us? Yes. Let them go. Let them tell you all right? the reasons why they want to work with you. Well, and that isn't worth an extra yeah. 1%. X or yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. Yep. I love it. I love it. Phil, this is this has been a super fun podcast. And I have a feeling it's going to be one of those ones that people listen to over and over. Matter of fact, it would be silly if I didn't say like, subscribe and all that stuff. But probably more importantly, who do you need to forward this to? Who is a friend of yours right. in the business that if they got a taste of this, Maybe just maybe you could be the catalyst for them to have more confidence, yep. right? Maybe you could have a new role play partner, maybe a book club partner that you could say, hey, let's explore this stuff together. We're newer in the business, we're veterans in the business and everything in between. Everybody in this marketplace, we know it's in, in the changing times, it's work ethic, yep. it's mindset, it's better marketing, and it's absolutely knowing what to say. And this marketing piece as well has been so important for so long, but we're now getting to a point where everybody's getting really good at marketing. What's the differentiator? The differentiator is in those 50-50 decisions, Mm -hmm. why you and not the next person? Yeah. And I think when we look at the next decade in this profession, it's the ones that can really laser in on those critical conversations, make them count, come out on top of those that will be the ones that actually really ride high on this. And the ones that fail to get this out, they won't be real estate agents in a decade. Right. 
right? Skills, 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 skills. Phil, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, if they're not already following you in all the popular channels, I'm assuming you're on Instagram or yeah. something. Yeah, come find me uh, on Instagram. You'll find me as a real person, uh, Phil M. Jones UK. I manage that myself and would be happy to just find out from people what they like best about this, right. where right. they're going to imply it. And most importantly, tell me after you've used something and you did something. Don't tell us this That's was my great. Favorite. Be yes. like, 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 I did this, it worked. Thank you. They're my favorite messages to receive. Well, I'd love that on YouTube. I'd love it anywhere where you're watching this. So Phil, thank you so much. And hey, as always, it's not about the idea. It's about the actions that you take. And that's exactly what he's talking about here. So we'll see you guys on the next podcast. See you soon. If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit tomferry.com slash podcast. That's tomferry.com slash podcast. Thanks again and talk to you soon.